I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 135 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest joining me today. We are going international once again. Joining me from England will be former professional hockey player and best-selling author Andrew Silito. So please stick around for the interview. Coming up on Friday for another Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood will be former Navy SEAL Stu Smith. And next week is going to be jam-packed with great dads, including the meathead millionaire Mark Bell, WWE superstar Titus O'Neil, and the lead pastor of Epic Church TV, Ivy Marsh, will all be here. So lock it into First Class Fatherhood. I have a couple of other guests that I'm scheduling with right now. I can't announce just yet who they are. Stay tuned and follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace or at First Class Fatherhood or follow me on Twitter at Alec Lace or follow me on Facebook, Alec Lace. Keep up to date with all the latest guest announcements that are coming your way right here on the podcast. The Patriots had their Super Bowl victory party yesterday. And if you missed my interviews with Tom Brady, Julian Edelman and Coach Belichick, please go back just a couple of episodes to my Super Bowl Media Day special and you can check it out. It was really quite an incredible accomplishment for me after starting this podcast only about 10 months ago. And then there I was face to face with now six time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady asking him questions about fatherhood and family life. And I owe that all to you listeners out there without you and your support. None of this would be possible. Thank you so much for all your kind words, your emails, your direct messages. It really means the world to me. And I am excited about the future of first class fatherhood. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And you guys have got to go and check out the amazing collection of watches over on nfwonline.com. Some of you guys have been direct messaging me about them. They are amazing. If you haven't checked them out, you got to do so and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And if you use my promo code FATHER, you're going to save 15% off your entire order at the checkout. You're going to get free domestic shipping and $50 of your order is going to go to Honor Flight, which is helping our World War II veterans. So go check it out. See what I mean? NFWonline.com and use that promo code FATHER. All right, we're going to jump right into the action here with First Class Father Andrew Silito. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is an experienced executive coach and business consultant. He is a former professional hockey player who has played 77 games in 11 world championships for Great Britain's inline hockey team. He is a best-selling author of a new book out titled The Four Keys. It is a big privilege for me to say, Andrew Silito, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you for having me. Great to meet you. Great to touch chat. All right, here we go. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have three kids, uh, two, four, and 19. Wow, okay, that's a pretty big gap. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Uh, so my, my little boy, he's two. He's, uh, we call it football. You guys call it soccer. Uh, that's his thing. Um, we have hockey in the family. So I, you know, I, 
even though I'm a Brit and I live uh, about an hour away from any ice rink in the country, I, I grew up playing street hockey and had a kind of carved a career out of that. So he's he's kind of getting into that. Plus, his my wife is Czech, so um, that's kind of their national sport over there. Uh, Freya, she's kind of getting into dance and um, kind of mess around with soccer a bit and uh, other sports. But um, she keeps talking about kickboxing. So I don't know if that's something they talk about at school, but um, at four. And my 19-year-old, she's she's a skier. She just loves skiing. That's her her thing. She'll she'll do other sports and hiking, but but skiing is her is her passion. Very cool. All right. Do you ever get involved in coaching at all, or do you cheer them on from the sideline? Uh, right now, the, the the young ones are too young. My my eldest daughter, when she played netball, wouldn't have me within a mile of of the game. So um, <laughs> that that wasn't something that wasn't on the agenda. But uh, my two my, my when my boy starts playing soccer, and I think I'll you know. Maybe when he's older, that might be something that I'll uh, get more involved in. Looking forward to that, actually. Okay, Andrew, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay, so um, I'm a business psychologist, uh, performance coach. I've been working in that field for the last 10 years. So working with organizations and entrepreneurs, uh, specifically around um, business consulting and coaching. I have a sports background, so I I grew up playing roller hockey and, and uh, street hockey, which is an unusual sport over here. But as I said earlier, it's kind of shaped a career out of it. Coached the, the British inline hockey team at the World Championships, and we had a successful time with that. Written a couple of books and um, uh, just enjoying, enjoying my life, really. Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed. Good stuff. Andrew, when did fatherhood come into the picture for you? How old were you? And how did becoming a dad change your perspective on life? Yeah, well, it certainly changed my perspective because I was 23 when my daughter was born. So we're talking, you know, previous chapter in my life, unexpected. I I just returned from Canada and, uh, you know, my girlfriend at the time who had, had actually come to come out to Canada to see me uh, when I came back from Canada, I kind of, you know, was thinking, right, well, I'm going to pursue this hockey dream now. Um, and then, uh, then we got pregnant. So that, that kind of changed the direction of that. I, I managed to keep playing, but, um, obviously it's, uh, parenthood changes a lot of things, uh, certainly had to grow up pretty quick. And, um, but you know what, I, I think, you know, on reflection, I have a wonderful relationship with my daughter and she's lived with me since she was six. I was a single parent for, for a long time. Uh, and, uh, so we have a, we have a great relationship and I'm very proud of her now. She's, she's actually living in Australia um she's she just decided to take off for a year and go to the other side of the world and is now living in melbourne and doing an au pair job so she just just had a chat with her before i spoke to you actually and um yeah so she's she's going on her own adventure now which is is exciting awesome what were some of the challenges andrew of being a single father and then introducing your daughter to a new girlfriend or new spouse and then welcoming even more children into the family yeah that's a good question i i talk about this a bit and i I mean, there's other reasons um, that I go into in the book around getting into relationships. But I, I found myself as a single father looking for a relationship, in, looking for somebody who I thought would be a good fit for my daughter. And um, which is, I think, is a, a, a mistake because you, you realize that actually maybe not the right fit for me. Um, and I felt, kind of fell into this trap of cycles. And my, my daughter often reminds me of, of that growing up that... Uh, Perhaps I introduce people into my life too soon and, and so on. And uh, so that, that's one of my lessons. And always uh, when I talk to single fathers, uh, perhaps if they got divorced or whatever, you know, to just be very mindful of that. Um, so, so that was kind of my experience that I met my current wife and, 
you know, then she sort of became a stepmom, and um, and they they have a good relationship, very good relationship. Very cool. All right, how do you handle discipline, Andrew? What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? Uh, I, I, I'd like. I kind of grew up with quite a lot of freedom, uh, particularly when it came to schooling. So, my parents gave allowed me to be pretty much a free a free thinker. Uh, my father died when I was young, so I, I, um, so it was mainly my mum. But, but I was a bit of a free thinker growing up, and I, I, I try and allow that uh, in my kids. My, my view is that you, you, between the age of zero and thirteen, you, you just teach values, and, and then you hope that from thirteen to nineteen they go through it in the best possible way, and then you, then you see them on the other side, because uh, that is a whole different experience when they go through their teenage years. But as, as we know. Um, but for me, it's just it's just values. I'm I'm less concerned about academia. I'm less concerned about grades. What I what I really care about is you know how how my my children can present themselves, interact, socialize, and um, you know communicate. That that's for me is 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 key. And and if they get some grades along the way, then then that that's awesome too. Yeah, well said. And one thing that many dads are struggling with is uh, social media and technology with their kids. Your daughter is 19, obviously out on her own in Australia. But how did you kind of handle social media and technology with her when she was living with you? Um, so so my daughter got her first iPhone. I think she was probably about 14 when she got her an iPhone. And that, that it did change the dynamics, you know, and and, and trying to manage that, uh, that they've got access to this other world. And we were exposed to cyber bullying and and all of that you know in some of these chat rooms i can't remember what the name of it was there was one particular chat room that kids used to go into uh when, when my daughter's a little bit younger and it was pretty brutal in there um but but when you start to kind of take a step back and you go well it's cyber bullying bullying playground bullying i know it there's the argument it doesn't switch off like it does when you come away from school but they still it still festers in them and uh so that for me was the thing to keep an eye on and it, again it, it's just it's it's try rather than trying to be disciplinarian disciplinarian about it and, and putting ground rules in there. I think it it's cut for me. It was just letting it letting it fly, but just being available to to have the conversation and and role modelling uh, myself. You know that you know I found myself sometimes at a dinner table taking because I was starting a business um, and we had to put some ground rules in place. So I think role modelling social media is the key to all of this. You know, we can't have a go at our kids and say you can't be on your phone if we are not putting them away ourselves or if we're playing in the park and we're we're kind of you know on Instagram or whatever. So um, I see that, you know, that's that's one of my my pet hates is, is being in the park and seeing seeing parents on their phone whilst their kids are kind of playing. And, um, you know, your kids aren't that age forever. So let's let's, uh, let's put the phones away and play. Yeah, and to be honest with you, Andrew, it's something that I'm working on myself because since I started this podcast here, I mean, I never had any of these social media accounts before I did this podcast, and I didn't use the phone much at all for any of this stuff, and I'm struggling now with my time management as I get deeper into this. I'm always finding myself doing something with the phone. I'm not practicing what I preach, and I'm definitely a work in progress for sure. It is difficult, particularly as entrepreneurs, because you know everything, we, we think we've got to get back to everybody quickly and um, but I, I've learned the hard way that the, the world waits. It can wait. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. But it, we can't have it both ways as parents. That's, that's my view. We can't, you know, 12 year olds are pretty smart. And if they see you on the phones and we're telling them they can't be on the phones, then they're going to work that out pretty quick. All right. It's time for a quick word from today's sponsors and then back with more with Andrew Silito. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. 
All right, Andrew, I have three boys, and then we were blessed with our little girl. She's only four years old now, but I'm already stressing over that time. Well, she'll be in the dating world, so I love to ask dads who have girls that have been through this. How did you handle things when uh, your daughter became eligible to hit that dating scene? Yeah, I uh, so, so there was I. Let me think about this. I didn't. <laughs> she had a boyfriend, uh, kind of at the fifteen, sixteen mark, and he would come round, and and I just had to. You just have to try and be a friend, and you know, not. I'd rather they were, were around the house, and rather not around the house. So I didn't want to be. I didn't want to go sort of boy. You know, what's, what's the film? Um, with Will Smith when they're at the door and they threaten to, I can't remember what the film is now. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, you know the one I mean? <laughs> yeah, I always think of that film when I have you know, my friends around and, and the boyfriend is there. But um, yeah, I, I, I think you have to just let it fly. And as I said, I think as parents, we just got to put the work in between, you know, as they're growing up to, until they get to 13, 14, keep the conversation, keep it two way and um, not, not put ourselves in a position where they don't want to, uh, you know, either bring the, the, the boyfriend around or whatever. Um, just, just keep it very open and just, just, there's a lot of acceptance that has to take place. There's a, we just have to accept that these things are going to play out and we just have to be there as to support as best as possible. Well said. All right. You played professional hockey for a while. Uh, then you transitioned into a completely different career. Did having kids play into you retiring from hockey and pursuing a totally different career or how did that work? Um, I think it was, it, I don't think kids played too much of a role. I mean, I was, I was limited in how much I could play, you know, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, if I wanted to play at a high level and really commit to it, then, you know, my, my eldest daughter, you know, that was my priority. And um, I, I think that the thing with, with young children, it wasn't so much the hockey, it was actually growing the business and being as available as possible to my clients. And, and and being able to to travel and, and do those things and and that that took its toll which i which i talk about quite a bit in my my talks and uh i found myself even when i was coaching the the british team that i was probably putting more effort into the players and the locker room than it was my own family uh, and and lo- lost a bit of perspective of that because it becomes it becomes a bit of a set of an obsession and and really our obsession should be be at home i think um but hindsight's a great thing um so, so yeah, for me, the, the transition was, was quite smooth because I was, I was bringing in, you know, my, essentially my job is to help organizations create better locker room spirit, you know, so I'm talking, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of bringing that, that life, my, my sports background into that world. So I get to talk about it rather than sort of switch it off. Unfortunately, for a lot of athletes, it's literally like just switching it off and then they move into a, into a desk job or something if they haven't, you know, played a sport where they can uh, retire. Uh, so, so yeah, I, for me, it's been, it's been a bit of a blessing, but it took a while to build up, build up a reputation and, um, you know, and, uh, and make a living out of it. Okay. The four keys is your new book. What can you tell my listeners about it? How did you decide to write it and where can my listeners go to find it? Uh, so the, the, the book is called the four keys. Uh, it's my second book. I wrote a book in 2013 called managing the mist, uh, which is essentially about, uh, leadership and how to create that locker room spirit. So for, it's a leadership book in essence um the four keys was very different because it was based on my experience of growing a business since 2012 um the 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 turbulent time you know with my with my wife and and being away and and doing all that and it's pretty much a a, you know we broke up 
uh, my wife and I in 2017. We still have a we have a good relationship. We're trying to rebuild our marriage right now. We live separately, so the book is about is about that. And the four keys are business, body, relationships, and mindset. Uh, so that uh, often we go all in our business and think that's what's going to keep everybody happy because we're bringing in some money and and we're, we're, you know keeping everything going. And actually, what we realised, particularly with the guys that I'm coaching now, is that if we go all in our body, our relationships, our mindset, our business takes care of itself because we're just bringing the best version of ourselves to work. So that, that was, uh, so that's kind of the essence of the book. Uh, so it's about um, bringing balance back into our lives, but doing the work in our relationships versus uh, trying to find this, this kind of holy grail of, of work-life balance, which really doesn't exist. Uh, sometimes we just have to put the hours in, but if we're, we're putting the effort in, our, in the other areas of our life, then we'll stay healthy. Our relationships will stay strong. And we'll look after our mindset. So that's kind of the essence. And uh, I'm very proud of it. It's uh, it was an Amazon bestseller, so that that was that was exciting. Um, so yeah, it seems to be going going well. It seems to be resonating with people. Maybe it's a book of its time, particularly with the whole sort of digital uh, detox and all that good stuff. Awesome. And is the Amazon link the best place for my listeners to go grab a copy? Yeah, Amazon. You can, yeah, that's probably the best place. Um, some people go via the website because they want to check it out, which is andrewsilito.com. And you can go straight from there. But Amazon, if you type in the four keys into Amazon, you'll, you'll pick it up. Um, and if your listeners uh, do choose to, to buy a copy, let me know what you think. Love to hear from you. Okay, I will, I will include both links, the Amazon link and your website link, in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can just tap the link, get over there, grab a copy for themselves. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Andrew, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice could you give to that new dad or to that about-to-be father who's out there listening? So something I saw uh, recently that really resonated with me, um, and it was a picture of a dad uh, having a, a bath in his kid. And it said, um, this is not helping mum out. This is being a dad. And I think sometimes as dads, we forget that, that we do these things because oh, I've got to get back. I've got to help the wife out. I've got to help, you know, be there and, and make, you know, happy wife, happy, you know, all that kind of stuff. And actually, if you just take a step back and say, actually, I'm a father. This is this is precious time, and just be present with that that moment and and just enjoy every second of it. Awesome! I love that. This has been so cool, Andrew Silito. I got to say thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, I'm right back to wrap it up in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Andrew Silito for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM over on Instagram or hit me on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to get your feedback. And then please lock it in for Friday. Going to have a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. Former Navy SEAL Stu Smith will be here. So keep it locked in to First Class Fatherhood next week. Jam-packed with dads as well. Awesome fathers, Titus O'Neill, Mark Bell, Ivy Marsh. It's going to be a great week. So please tell all your friends that you know that are dads, everybody in your neighborhood, anybody in your contact list, please spread the word about First Class Fatherhood here. Sharing is caring. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are First Class Fathers.
sometimes.